Welcome to the Holistic Psychiatrist Podcast, a place for inspiration, insight, and information on holistic mental health. Join your host, Dr. Alice Lee, and discover critical information on safe, effective psychiatric medication withdrawal. Explore new ideas that enlighten and expand the mind with cutting-edge authors and experts, along with former patients as they share their miraculous healing journeys. It's time to build your well-being from the thought up. It's time for the Holistic Psychiatrist Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Alice Lee. Hello, and welcome to the Holistic Psychiatrist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Alice Lee, and we have a great episode today on the holistic understanding of antipsychotic medication withdrawal. I have had 18 years of experience trying to figure out how to help patients successfully and safely withdraw from antipsychotic medications. Today, I want to try to succinctly summarize what I've learned over those 18 years so that you can be much more aware and informed before you attempt to lower your antipsychotic medications. The areas that I wanted to talk about today for our podcast, let me just give you a heads up on all of these different areas that we'll cover. The first one is what is psychosis? The second one is what are the differences between withdrawal from an antipsychotic versus something more common like an antidepressant medication? What are some of the common underlying causes of psychosis? What should people do before they lower an antipsychotic medication? What are some withdrawal side effects and what does it mean when you start to experience them? What kinds of tools, both in functional or orthomolecular medicine and energy medicine, can lessen problematic withdrawal symptoms? What do receptors have to do with antipsychotic withdrawal? And what is the differences between a conventional versus a holistic approach when it comes to withdrawal. All right, so these are the areas that I wish to cover today. So what is psychosis and how do antipsychotic withdrawal differ from, let's say, an antidepressant withdrawal? The definition of psychosis is defined by having delusions and oftentimes hallucinations. The delusions mean that the person believes in something that's false, despite all evidence that it is false. So it's a fixed false belief that is stuck in their mind that they cannot change. Hallucinations can be either auditory or visual hallucinations where the person will hear things or see things that aren't really there. Now, a lot of times people will be prescribed an antipsychotic medication because they're psychotic. But nowadays, a lot of times psychiatrists will prescribe antipsychotics for its tranquilizing effect. For example, to help someone fall asleep at night or to calm down someone who's agitated, or to enhance the anxiolytic effects of someone having a panic attack. So not everybody uses an antipsychotic medication for the typical psychotic disorders such as schizophrenia or psychosis caused by an adverse reaction to a drug or a medication. Because of this, Medication withdrawal from an antipsychotic differs widely from one patient to another. Someone who's been ill from a very early age from chronic schizophrenia 
is going to have a very different antipsychotic withdrawal process than someone who was prescribed an antipsychotic medication when they didn't even need it by a psychiatrist, maybe to help that person fall asleep or to lessen their anxiety or whatever the reason might be. A person who gets placed on an antipsychotic medication with very mild underlying causes or even temporary underlying causes will have a much easier time coming off this medication than someone who has had a chronic underlying disorder that we would typically label as schizophrenia. So what are some of the common underlying causes of psychosis? Now, right now, that is an area that is being explored and being researched. But as a holistic psychiatrist who has helped a number of people get off these antipsychotics and who understands that there are many different underlying causes that contribute to psychosis, I can share with you what I know from empirical experience and from my ability to help people withdraw from their antipsychotic medications smoothly and easily. All right, so the contributing causes for psychosis comes from a confluence of different causes. They can be genetic metabolic problems, infections, toxins, food sensitivities, psychological stress, PTSD, reactions to certain drugs or alcohol, or withdrawal from them, and also antipsychotic withdrawal can cause psychosis. So it's very important for people before they try to lower their antipsychotic medication to try to prepare their body as much as possible by healing these underlying causes. What I found as a holistic psychiatrist is that people who have become psychotic and need an antipsychotic medication have become very ill at that point in time with high levels of oxidative stress and inflammation. And that period of time when they're psychotic may both undermine their health and also can create some difficulties with the medication withdrawal. So it's very important that we intervene with tools that can help the patient to heal these underlying causes, either through nutritional supports or glandular supports or antioxidant supports through a functional approach, as well as some of the energy medicine techniques that can unblock energy pathways or to support the energy system for that patient so that they can use those techniques to integrate with the functional approaches to then support the withdrawal process more easily. For many people, this preparation phase, what I call preparing the field, is very similar to what you would do if you wanted to plant a farm. Let's say you want to plant a farm and you want to grow some corn. Well, before you start growing the corn, you want to make sure that the field is prepared so that when you put that seed of corn into the ground, it's going to be in the right environment so that it can flourish and grow. And that corn kind of symbolizes your health and your ability to withdraw from this medication. And that process of preparing the field varies from individual to individual. Sometimes it might take only a couple of weeks. Sometimes it might take a couple of months. It really depends on how long the person has been on a medication, how many medications they're on, how sick they are at the time of this withdrawal phase, and how willing they're able to intervene through these alternative and holistic approaches to help them heal 
all of these are contributing factors that play a role in terms of how quickly a person might be able to be ready for antipsychotic withdrawal. Now, why do we need to prepare the field for a person to be able to successfully come off an antipsychotic is to minimize medication withdrawal side effects. Coming off of antipsychotic medication is a very dangerous, risky process because the withdrawal side effects include insomnia, you can't sleep, anorexia, you can't eat, anxiety, severe anxiety and panic attacks, paranoia, where you have delusions where people might be coming after you when they're not, and psychosis, which is when you can have auditory hallucinations and fears that drive you to do things to end up either harming yourself or harming others. In order to avoid that kind of scenario, we want to prepare the field, heal the underlying causes so that when you lower the antipsychotic medication, you don't suffer from the emergence of these withdrawal side effects. What does it mean when you have these withdrawal side effects? It means that the body is unprepared and not ready for that lowering. So a lot of people keep lowering until they have horrible withdrawal side effects, and then they hope that it'll go away by white-knuckling it and just hope that their body will do the right thing. With antipsychotic withdrawal, that is not a safe route to follow because the person during the withdrawal can become so delusional, so paranoid that they can do all sorts of things to lead them to harm to themselves or others. So it's very important that you have all of the tools and the right doctor to help you through this withdrawal, because the difference between an antipsychotic withdrawal versus an antidepressant withdrawal is that with an antidepressant withdrawal, you can add something simple like 5-HTP and some multivitamins and things like that, and your body will build serotonin. You can even use pineal gland to help you sleep and the withdrawals will be mitigated and you'll be able to lower the medication. But with an antipsychotic withdrawal, the medication blocks certain receptors. It's not blocking the reuptake of neurotransmitters. It's actually blocking the receptors. So when you lower an antipsychotic, you're unblocking those receptors. Those receptors will be present. They will bind with certain neurotransmitters that cause psychosis and all of a sudden you will have those symptoms again. Really, the only way that you can safely withdraw from an antipsychotic is if your body actually takes some of these extra receptors on the cell surface and take them back into the cell. So you don't have these extra receptors on the cell surface anymore. That's something that can't happen with just a supplement or with a glandular they can only go so far. So you actually hit a wall with antipsychotic withdrawal when it comes to functional medicine. You actually need energy medicine to inform the body, adapt the receptors beforehand before you lower the medication. So antipsychotic withdrawal is one of those withdrawal processes that is not completely able to be handled through a functional intervention. It really requires an integrative process of the functional as well as energy medicine techniques. Now, what kind of tools then can we use to help mitigate and lessen withdrawal? Let's talk about some of the functional stuff. Functional is something that works on your physical biochemistry and supports your body's ability to be prepared for antipsychotic withdrawal. You need to have nutritional repletion. That means Nutritionally, you need to have enough vitamins and minerals and essential fatty acids and antioxidants and all of those good things that you are looking for from food to meet your daily needs and have extra. 
that extra will go towards your healing. Now, if you just meet your daily needs, the next day, you'll be about at the same level of health. But if you have some extra, then the body can use that extra and help you towards getting better the next day. You have to heal from inflammatory causes. They can be coming from toxins like heavy metals, and they can be coming from infections, viral, bacterial, fungal, parasitic. There are many different underlying causes of inflammation and oxidative stress, which goes with inflammation. And one of the surprising things that I learned about this is that your thoughts and emotions and even your psychological reaction to stress can cause inflammation and oxidative stress. I never really thought of it as a psychologically induced phenomenon until I got into holistic medicine, when the mind and the body becomes much more understood as one connected whole. In order to prepare for withdrawal, you also have to heal from traumas. I had one particular patient whose psychotic symptoms was contributed by a severe trauma when she was a child perhaps from sexual abuse that she didn't even quite clearly recall, but it was linked to an item. And that item happened to be present in her life during a very stressful time in her life. And that item then triggered some PTSD symptoms and led to her state of mind where she was confused, delusional, and unable to function. So these are some of the things that you need to do. There are tools in energy medicine that I use routinely. They are EET logosynthesis, energy breaths, and the minimizing withdrawal problems recording. There's a full recording, which is the long version, and then there's short recording, which is about a minute that is available on my website. Something to be understood about withdrawal is learning about the KI or the inhibitor constant, which you can find on Wikipedia for your medication, your antipsychotic that you want to withdraw from. The KI value means the value that is needed to block a certain receptor. The smaller the number, the smaller the amount of medication to block a certain amount of receptors. So the KI value, the smaller the number, the more powerful the medication is at blocking that receptor. When you look at the KI values, I usually pick KI values that are at 200 or below. You can find out all of the different receptors that are influenced by your medication. And then you can go to my website under medication withdrawal. There is a section on a review of antipsychotic withdrawal that looks at all of these receptors and some of the holistic interventions that can lessen the intensity of those symptoms if you were to use holistic interventions, such as inositol or GABA or pineal gland. All of those things are listed on my website at holisticpsychiatrist.com. Another thing that I wanted to mention about receptors is the higher the number of receptors that an antipsychotic would block, the harder it is for you to withdraw from that medication. Zyprexa and clozapine are medications that are very powerfully healing, but they also cover many subclasses of receptors. Zyprexa covers 23 subclasses of receptors, so it's very difficult to successfully come off Zyprexa without energy medicine interventions because when you lower Zyprexa, 23 subclasses of receptors will suddenly be less blocked and all of a sudden you're hit with a lot of withdrawal side effects. Some people have asked, can CBD oil help with medication withdrawal? I've known a number of people who have been able to use CBD oil for antipsychotic withdrawal. I have not had consistent success with that. 
And so it is very unique to each individual. People who have had chronic use of marijuana are much more prone to develop hypersensitivity reactions to their endocannabinoid receptors or neurotransmitters. So I would be cautious about using CBD oil to help you with antipsychotic withdrawal if your endocannabinoid system has been affected by chronic use of marijuana. All right, finally, what is the difference between what a conventional psychiatrist would do or ask you to do for antipsychotic withdrawal and what would a holistic withdrawal process look like? A conventional psychiatrist would look at you and say, well, you're very sleepy on this medication. You seem very numb and even depressed. We're going to lower your medication by a certain milligram dosage. And they'll do that based upon their empirical experience. There will be no nutritional supports, no energy supports, and no way for them to test to see if that is the right amount or not. They will continue to lower it based upon what the patient will tell them in terms of side effects. And that's how a conventional psychiatrist withdraw patients from the medication. And if you do relapse, they will put you in the hospital and start you on another antipsychotic or maybe the same antipsychotic, maybe at a higher dose until they stabilize you. So that's really a little bit more of guesswork based upon symptoms. With a holistic psychiatrist, in terms of what I do, there's a certain testing method in energy medicine that I do that helps me to know when to lower it, what to lower, how much to lower, whether you're ready to lower, whether you're not ready to lower. Certainly the interventions that are there to help you stabilize your mental health and to heal include functional medicine and energy medicine tools. It's a lot more intensive. People have to work harder. They have to be much more disciplined to take these supplements and do the energy work. But I've had people be able to lower their antipsychotic medication and their antidepressant medication without any significant withdrawal side effects other than maybe side effects from us lowering their medication too slowly. So these interventions do work. They create a much safer withdrawal, from my opinion. Because of those interventions, my patients don't relapse. They don't go in the hospital. If they do have any withdrawal symptoms, it might be a little bit of insomnia. We're very quick to respond to that. We don't lower the medication until we're really clear that the patient is ready. All right. Well, I hope that this antipsychotic withdrawal process has been informative for you and that it's been enjoyable for you and it will help you to move forward with a much more safe and effective withdrawal process. If you've benefited from this information, I hope that you'll join me next time. Please subscribe to my podcast on Apple, Spotify, or Google. You can also find lots of helpful support for antipsychotic withdrawal on my website, which is holisticpsychiatrist.com. You'll find all the links to my social media platforms there, as well as the link to my YouTube channel. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great week. content provided by this podcast is for informational purposes only and has not been approved by the US FDA. This podcast is not intended to provide personal medical advice, which should be obtained from a medical professional. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.